Are you tired of the same old music on your commute? Want to be informed and entertained at the same time? Introducing Anchor, the easiest way to create and distribute your own podcast. With Anchor, you can record and edit your audio straight from your phone and share it with the world in just a few taps. And with Anchor's built-in tools, you can add music and sound effects, collaborate with friends and co-hosts, and even monetize your podcast with sponsored messages. Whether you're a seasoned pro or a first-time podcaster, Anchor makes it easy to share your voice and stories with the world. Download Anchor now and start podcasting today. The Tony Gebhardt Show. Music, motivation, and positively obnoxious. The Tony Gebhardt Show, episode number 10! Wow. Survived and managed to maintain 10 full episodes of the show. And... I'm, I'm really grateful for that. This is the Tony Gebhard Show, and I'm your host, Tony Gebhard. Thank you guys for stopping on by. If you haven't checked out the podcast before, music, motivation, and positively obnoxious. 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 Noxious? Nauseous? <laughs> and uh, some personal nonsense on the side and just some insight in my own personal life. And today, we do not have a guest, but I've got a full plethora of things I want to talk to you about. Uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. And, uh, wow. It's, um, it's been pretty nuts, if I'm, uh, if I may be honest. But, uh, anyways, today is Saturday, March 4th, and I'm just grateful that you guys are here. Thank you for stopping on by. And be sure to check out Affirmations Aloud every Wednesday. I release a bonus episode with a positive affirmation or just something to carry you on through your week. Just something that, uh, you know, helps lift my spirits and maybe it can lift yours. Where do we begin? The last week has been nothing but like little things, big things, big fat things, and then like things that are so tiny that you could step on it and you wouldn't notice. Let's just start with this. So as a lot of you know, I take Lexapro. I take it for general anxiety and have found it to be very, very beneficial for me. Now, I've had experience with antidepressants in the past and I f***ing hated them. But the thing is, I had bad experiences. So, you know, I wanted to give it another shot and I went to see a psychiatrist last year and it was it was really nice, okay? Um, good, nice psychiatrist. The office is really poor about communication, I'll be honest. The last two appointments that I've done telehealth with, they've sent me no Zoom links and I have not returned any phone calls until the other day. So I was happy about that. I was able to get that cleared away. But let's start with the fact that I've been without Lexapro for a week, over a week. And I've I've played this rodeo more than once. And I've heard the phrase, you got to take care of yourself. I'm fully aware of that. And I promote that. You know, when shit happens and it hits the fan, you kind of have to go into response mode, be instinctual, and just hope for the best because withdrawals suck. Quitting smoking sucks. Quitting drinking, it sucks. Whatever it might be, whatever your vice is, it sucks. But there are some withdrawals that you don't well, you shouldn't go through. Some you need to, especially if you're quitting a terrible habit, right? You know, that makes sense. But in this case, for me, I, w- I, you know, I got angry. I've been I'm crying my eyes out. I've been emotional, like just like filling, filling tanks upon tanks of, 
of salty tears to give away to the local populace. And, you know, it's it's very uncomfortable. So I finally was fed up with it. I'm like, I really need to get this next appointment scheduled. Okay. So that, number one, I'm able to get a refill on these. And then, two, move on with my life. So sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. So what do I do? I meditate. I light incense. Maybe maybe put on some really nice avant-garde spa music. Listen to some crickets, some birds, just whatever it might be to be assistive to navigate through that psychological withdrawal. For the most part, it works. You know, so who am I to play the victim and do this, do that? You know, I just, I say, fuck it. I'm going to move on and everything will be okay. Um, however, sometimes it just doesn't work that way. And you got to kind of just grin, bear it, and move forward. Because stuff happens, whether we want to admit it or not. And you just got to move forward. So anyways, so that that that's stage one, right? And in addition to that, we we're actually coming up on our youth program for the Center for the Blind. So I've been working pretty hard to making sure that we have our attendance and the program is finished, which 99% of it is done. I'm really excited for this. Starts on March 13th and is for blind and low vision students. It has been amazing putting these programs together and watching students thrive. I'll be really honest. Just bringing people together so that they can socialize, they can spend time with each other, learn a thing or two that they never thought they could do. Like, I love this job. Because I'm I'm a big kid in of itself. You know, I'm 26. I still act like I'm 12. And it's really just super motivating and inspiring to see individuals who've been who've who've been in shoes that I've been in, you know, and who may have trouble communicating and advocating about their disability, but then suddenly, you know, after about a year of doing programs, they are completely convinced that they are confident and that they can do this. And then they go out and go get a job. And it's just like, Fuck yeah. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Now, that's where the motivation really comes down to. I love it. I really do. And it's such a it's a selfless feeling and just makes me feel good about myself and the work that I'm doing for these guys. But it's not even about me because they're the ones that are at the center of this, talking to the employers, going out there, socializing, taking public transit, doing everything that we do as blindness professionals and blind adults. You know, so that starts on the 13th. I'm really excited for that. The other thing is I have been trying to get my next guide dog. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, I am a Guiding Eyes alumni, and Guiding Eyes for the Blind is a school that trains and equips students and adults with guide dogs out in New York. They are really great, just great integrity, love their model, love what they do, but I've been waiting a year almost now to hear about my dog, and it's it's definitely... It's definitely really hard. My last dog was a beautiful black lab. Her name is Hilda. I had her for over a year. Life circumstances, things had to change. And now she's with her great family out in New York. However, now it's time for part two. Totally different part of my life. And your friend Tony here is a little more mature. Just a little bit. Maybe like 0.2%. So not much, but enough. And I'm, I'm definitely ready. And super excited to get the dog. But wow, couldn't they take any more time 
to make me wait for this dog. Holy shnikes. They are just milking it. Milking it. Absolutely milking it. So I put out a new song called Medicine, which is on YouTube. Right now, exclusively on YouTube. YouTube.com slash MRJT1020. Be able to find that. If you are watching live on YouTube and uh, watch the video on YouTube, subscribe and you'll be able to find the song right at the top. It'll be on Apple Music and Spotify in the coming weeks. So I'm really excited for that. But anyways, super fun song. And uh, just trying to trying to get better at my lyrics. You know, I, and like the, 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 the thing about it is you never you never stop learning and growing. I've put together six albums. You know, so I, I know a thing or two about production and writing and and composing. But the thing is, you know, I'm always looking for new ways to portray my words. And lyrics are just one of those things where, you know, there's so many different angles you can go. Symbolically, metaphorically, literally, storytelling, poetry. You know, there's it's all a really big cesspool of just inspiration. And how you can portray your message, your feelings, your emotions, your your story in in a song. And uh, it's definitely a good one. So medicine, yeah. Go check it out on YouTube. Let me know what you think. And I'll play a little snippet in here in the podcast for you. Not only that, but my gosh. Um, it is finally starting to get warmer in Alaska. Like... A little bit, like 30s. <laughs> so, like this morning I woke up and the queen of the forest or the prince of the pageant herself, or the princess, I should say, not prince, she's not a dude. She um, she was like, it's so cold. And I'm like, well, how cold is it? It's like negative six. And I was like, shit. It is cold in Alaska, y'all. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're tossing around ideas on where we want to live next after Alaska. Because we're not going to live here forever, you know. I do want to commit to the Center for the Blind here and provide all of my expertise and try, find new ways to grow. But I know I don't want to stay in Alaska forever. Neither does she. Tennessee, Florida, maybe Michigan. Move back to Michigan. You know, we've, we've tossed around those ideas for the near, you know. Five years or more ahead, you know, just whatever that might look like. So then just figure that out. But moving is a stress <laughs> and we all know this. It's uh, it's expensive and it's very, very taxing. I will say, though, the nice thing about Alaska is we don't have sales tax, <laughs> which is really great. So the price you see is the price you get. Hi, hi, hi. But let's uh, kind of moving into the main message about today. <clears throat> Self-care. Take care of yourself. What does that even mean, right? You know, no one's perfect at that shit. But I'll tell you what. What I've learned over the last four years, ever since I hit rock my rock bottom in February of 2019, is that you have to come first. And I think when we hear that, we get afraid of it because we don't want to be selfish or narcissistic or this or that, you know. But I think there's a fine line of being selfish and just being self-aware. And I'll expand on that. So 
my first priority when I get up in the morning, what is it that we do when we first get up? We brush our teeth, we take a shower, we take a dump. We make sure we're fed. We're taking care of us. And without even thinking about it, we're already doing all of that. So whether you think that's selfish or not, well, you're already doing it. We can't spend all of our lives trying to advocate for somebody else if we're not willing to advocate and validate ourselves. You know, let's say we grow up in a in a childhood full of abuse and neglect and invalidation and and all of this hostility. I know what that's like. Been there myself. I didn't have the greatest childhood growing up. Dealing with alcoholism in the family was not an easy trait. So I was not validated as a child as much. So, you know, as I got older, I realized I had a lot of issues. Now, I'm not going to sit here and blame my parents for nothing. They did what they did. They both lived their lives, did what they had to do, did what they thought was right. And I appreciate them for that. And I've I've laid to bed what, I, what needs to be laid to bed. However, once we turn 18 and move forward, it's on us. We go through that phase where we say, I hate my parents. We jam Blink-182 and Megadeth all day. You know, this, this, and that. Like, fuck everything. Fuck them. We go through that emo, angry phase. And then we move on and we realize that all that's left is us. So what does that mean? You know, are we going to be afraid of the truth? Are you afraid of the truth? Are you afraid of embracing yourself i think it's fair to say yes definitely but what is there to fear but fear itself i know cliche of the cliche of the day ding Ding. (laughs) but it's true what is to be afraid of but fear itself and i think if we you know if we acknowledge that at first it becomes a little bit easier over time to process the whole situation So let's talk about self-care. One thing that is really important, especially for those of us who are workaholics, right? So we'll talk from two angles. I work 40 to 60 hours a week, and that's a lot of time. When I'm not working or doing research or working on my business, I'm playing video games. I might be taking a quick nap, playing guitar, writing my next song, spending time with my fiance eating, watching Netflix, Shark Tank, random videos of, you know, learning about, for example, like yesterday, I was watching a video on the history of the sirens and the federal alert systems. You know, I'm a little geeky personally, yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I think the point is, I'm, I'm looking for new ways of of, uh, you know, engaging my mind so that I don't become jaded so I don't become angry and with that as a starting point we have to admit something here we're human beings so we are not we are not indestructible to becoming an asshole nor are we indestructible from death so we need to stop acting like we're perfect And shut up for a minute. Because, and I tell myself this, I'm looking at me first when I say that. With that in mind, 
find a routine, right? Find a good routine for you that makes you feel safe. But don't get too comfortable because if you get lost in that comfort zone, you will never grow. You will stay in that comfort zone and you will fall behind and everyone else will race ahead of you. You don't want that. Life doesn't wait for you or me. It doesn't and it never will. It seems kind of harsh too. You know, I I take a step back and realize, wow, it's just so harsh, but it's true. We can't cookie code anything. You know, there's no milk and cookies with this. Why would we be sensitive to this aspect of life? Why? I think at the end of the day, though, we need to be giving ourselves the, first of all, the opportunity to take a step back, look in the mirror and say, hey, I love you and you can do this today. Don't let yourself be the worst enemy because that's usually how it goes. We, we always do that. I do that. I'm the first person to antagonize if I may not do something correctly or I'm not setting myself up to the success that I envision. When the truth is, I'm a human being. So I'm going to be susceptible to those vulnerable moments of failure to falling behind. Being able to tell the difference of being self-aware and selfish. Being self-aware is acknowledging that, one, you are a human being and that you are not perfect and that you're going to make mistakes. And I'm going to make mistakes. So how are we going to deal with it? How are we going to approach the situation? So overall, love yourself. Find a way to express that self-love. And I'll be sharing more affirmations throughout the week on uh, Wednesdays for affirmations allowed that will kind of follow this this topic and, and this concept so that we have more context. I just want you guys to know that you're loved, you're appreciated, I care about you. And so does a lot of other people around you that you may not know. But if you're angry with yourself and you're upset and you're hurting because of abuse or trauma, take a deep breath. It's gonna be all right. We can do this together as a team. GreatNonprofits.org is a 501c3 nonprofit. Great Nonprofits helps people focus on making good giving decisions based on socially sourced feedback and reviews. Go to www.greatnonprofits.org and type in your zip code or city to find a charity or nonprofit near you that you can help. <laughs>